Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of EKG. My name is Edgar Guzman. And I'm Sister Kathleen. And you are in a listening to a special podcast. Why? Because you are all part of my final for one of my classes. Congratulations. <laughs> you're, you're helping me. I'll tell you what the grade is at the end, okay? Um, so I'm taking this class right now for my master's. If you don't know, I'm getting my master's in Fordham uh, University in religious education, youth and young adult ministry. Very practical to what I am doing here at the Newman Center. And uh, one of the options, thank you, Dr. Green, is uh, doing a podcast. And I said, well, we're doing podcasts anyways, uh, you know, every week. So let's plug this in. So I'm going to be sitting with Sister Kathleen and, and talking a little bit about the topic and reviewing some of the uh, uh, course materials, and so you may be able. To, you're probably going to say, "Wow, Edgar really quotes everybody really nice." That's only because I do have notes in front of me. Okay, <laughs> I know in the past episodes we always say, "Like, wow, we really got to remember who said this." And this this episode will be full of that. Um, so so hopefully uh, you guys enjoy this conversation um, as you do. Hopefully the, all the other podcasts, and I'd love to hear uh, your comments and and uh, thoughts about what we're speaking about today, which is how do we the church. Right? That includes you. Accompany youth and young adults, not only in their faith journey, I would say, sister, but in life. Uh, because I believe that's the church we're called to, to accompany everyone, whether they're in the pews or not, right. or in our case, the chairs or not. Um, so, so, sister, let's, let's just start with you. What do you think of the young adult community in the church? What is your experience with them? Wow. Wow. Um... Well, first of all, I think they're our future, um, and and they are going to make that future. I remember a quote from Maya Angelou that I heard, when a child or a young person walks in the room, what is the first thing that they should notice? And she said that you delight in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so certain that our our parishes or our religion really does delight in them. I take Pope Francis as my model because you can tell that he delights in being with young people and calling them forth. Uh, I don't see that on a regular Sunday morning very often. Uh, I I just don't. But I also know that sometimes young people will not approach someone of my age unless they see that I delight in them. Yeah, I like that. And and when you you say delight, I, I think authentic joy. Mm-hmm. Right, authentic joy, uh, and, and that's important. Well, do you, do you think, sister, uh, <laughs> not not to put you in a corner, but do you think that we are accomplishing that as a church, whether as a Newman Center or as a church, as a global church? Um, I think in some areas we are. I I get a little nervous uh, about how many of the young people just sort of walk away. Mm. Or they take it or leave it. There's there's nothing that they uh, see that tells them this is a place I'd really like to hang out. And I'll jump on that, sister, because as, as a young person myself, I'm in my Jesus year, I'll call it, 33 years old, uh, and working with young people. Um, it's definitely true, yeah. You, I can't say there's... It's a, that's, the, that's the case across the board, but it's definitely felt... Very, it's very common experience for young people to to experience the lack of hospitality. I should say, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and let, let me present the the issues here that I believe are contributing to this um, void 
this void really right. of, of accompanying, true accompaniment, true authenticity, true joy, walking along with, with young people. Um, the, the lack of, of, of community, right? We, we know we are called to be in a community. Uh, our faith requires us to be a part of a community, right? Uh, we, we know, unfortunately, we see in young people the, the dark times when they feel isolated and alone. And no surprise, during the COVID years, uh, over a year now, it's, it's increased, right? Mental health, you've seen all these things pop up. And thankfully, actually, we're also seeing like, mental health resources being more uh, pre- presented more and more. Uh, but lack of community will do damage to our young people. And I think pushes them away as well because uh, then they start relying on themselves and not having faith in people, not having trust in others. And, and we know that uh, faith begins with trust. Uh, faith begins with trust. And so uh, if, if we want, I always imagine young, old, the older generation looking at us and they're always asking the question, where are you guys? Where are the other young people? I've had them ask me, Edgar, Edgar, where are the young people? Where are the college students? And I say, well, they're here, but you don't see them. Right, they're here, but they're not in, in in a giant crowd over, you know. And why is that? And I tell them, they or they ask me. Better yet, they say, Edgar, what can we do to help? What can we do? It's like you know what? Be hospitable. Be nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> as simple as that. Be nice, um, and and be because because that's going to help build the community that that they that they need, right? The lack of opportunities as well, right? right? If there's if there's no conversation in between generations. Um, there's going to be no really opportunities built if they're not included in the conversation. Right? We need opportunities to declare our faith as our own, to make a worship place as our own. Um, and with that, is, let's, exa- let's examine uh, your parish, wherever you may be. Is there a young adult ministry? Is there a dedicated person to that? Is it intentional? Right? Or is it just an afterthought? Oh, we have time. Let's just put this volunteer because they want to do something. You know, Ask young people, we can tell if it's authentic or not. Right? We, we can look past that phony stuff right off the bat because uh, we deal with that every day. You know, sometimes within our family, at school definitely, with all the drama and all the social cliques there, at work, when young people are working, they know the struggles, uh, the, the fake people, and, and sometimes they require to be fake. Customer service people, I understand you because I was there too. You know? uh, and so we can tell when people are faking it. Um, and so if there's no dedicated personnel, no true delight with having young people around, mm-hmm. we can tell. And, and that just turns people away. They'll, 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 they'll walk away. I, I, I always think of the times I hear older folks, and, and, and I really have checked myself over the years because I've been a high school teacher for many, many, many years. And I realized that... Uh, they, they can be a little quirky sometimes, but nobody needs to point out to them that they have pink hair <laughs> yeah. or nobody yeah. needs to point out to them that um, they're, they're not wearing a collared shirt uh, to church. Don't they know we're, we're laying upon them something that is non-essential to uh, uh, being a Catholic. And, and, and the thing is, sometimes young people are quick and I've, I've, I've had to work with them, uh, the leaders that want to do their own thing all the time which is easier and more comfortable. Right. But we, we are a parish. We are a church. Mm-hmm. We are meant to be accompanying, walking together. Because um, that's who we are as a person. We're to be in relationship, right? That is what it means to be a person. Right. 
to be to be in relationship is what it means to be a person. So we absolutely need these relationships, not just with our own age, but intergenerational relationships because adults in our lives, immediate in our family or wherever we may encounter adults, do influence our lives. Of course, that's, that's natural with our faith. Right. Seeing others in, in Mass, in any other liturgical celebrations, Sister Kathleen, our relationship here, that does influence right. me because I see what is it possible through your example, through your relationship with Christ, what that it does to me, because I'm able to see that. Right? Again, the young people are able to see if it's true or not. <laughs> well, they also see the way you and I are, quote, friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, they, we are friends, not quote friends. We are friends. Yeah, but right? <laughs> in their mind, they don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust that, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes. But that they see the way we interact and laugh and joke around with each other or have serious conversations, or the way you invite me into your own ministry to uh, be with them from time to time, the way they see us at church and sometimes uh, in some of the services, the way we draw them in mm-hmm. to do and and be a part of the service uh, is huge in their lives. I, I, I love this quote from Margaret Mead, and, and, and this, I, I use it not to, not to say you don't know what I'm going through or anything, older generations, right? But it is the truth. Um, she, she puts it, No elder knows more than the young themselves about what they are experiencing. Which right. is obvious, right? Which right. is obvious, but I think people truly forget. Yeah. Right. And right. I, and now I'm I'm older. There's younger people, with, you know, who I work with, and and I and I need to remember that mm-hmm. that I even though I've gone through it before, you don't know how it is now. Right. 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 Because and and I've heard that plenty of people tell me that too. Oh, I remember when I was your age. This is how I handled it. This is that's great, but that's completely different than what we are experiencing right. now. Right. Especially during this isolated, political, uh, controversial time, right? How, we're, how the young people need to be navigating through all these things at once. Well, and I look at the uh, teaching confirmation by Zoom. I look, mm-hmm. at, I look at the young people there on those little Zoom frames, and half the time I don't see them, but I, real, I came to realize there is no pay, place where they are alone. They've been going to school with their parents lurking in the background. They've been oh yeah, and yeah. and they've been doing things, and there's no safe place for them. Not that it's not safe at home, but school or gatherings or face sharings is when they can test out some of these ideas. And and as a an older person in that group, it's not to condemn the idea, not to cut it down, but. To say, well, why do you feel that way? Well, how did you come about to know that that was where God might be in your life at this time? And and to really accept and uh, encourage them to grow. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that has contributed to our church society, mm-hmm. to our church, mm-hmm. of how, of, of, of the ownership right. of the faith of the people. Because... Mm-hmm. As young people, we we go through the motions because our parents are the ones leading the mm-hmm. family, rightly so. But there needs to be intentional accompaniment from mm-hmm. even the parents to the children. Exactly. Right? It's it's not they're just dragging you along and keep you happy and quiet during mass. It's let's understand this together, little by little. Obviously, right. um, this is what we're doing here. This is why we come. But if we just tell them to get dressed 
get in the car and let's go, which sometimes that is the case, which we understand completely, right? right? As a new father myself, I can imagine that's what I'm going to be doing, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but, but it needs to be done. There needs to be time, when, you know, eventually that we doing this together as a family to understand uh, that even though they are maybe lurking in the background in every other area, uh, at least we know, understand why we're doing this together, why we're being forced to you know, believe these things. Um, and, I, and I think that it's contributed, that causes, what, what you pointed out, causes some of the um, hesitancy right. of young people to be right. part of anything their parents are, right? And, and that brings me to other, what I call root causes of some of these issues that we have. Um, simply, some, I think some parishes and, and some families and, and some leadership unaware are just unaware, mm-hmm. just because they don't know, they have never thought about it, they have never been taught to how to think about these things of how to accompany young people. Because um, they, they just think adult is an adult from 18 to 88, right? And that's definitely not the case, mm-hmm. right? And so I think now Pope Francis has done a great job to highlight the fact that we are different. We need to walk alongside them and, like he says, smell like the sheep, right? And each sheep might have a different smell, or right? It might be a different place. Right. And so within that age range of adults, right, we, we need to dedicate what do they need? What is a specific thing? And I think we're just starting to have that realization in some parishes and some dioceses. So some of it is people are just unaware. The other, the other contributor, I believe it is, is just we're just not great at hospitality. No. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think, again, that's a general statement. There, I'm sure there's parishes that do a great job, and I know there are parishes that do a great job. But overall, we are just not very good at being hospitable. And this is, goes beyond than just a greeter handing you a bulletin at the door. Exactly. Right? And just saying, hi, welcome. Being hospitable means so much more to that, and we can talk a little bit about that. And the other thing we've been t- touching on it is the authenticity of a parish, of a community, of a person. The engagement, a true encounter of the other yeah. needs to be authentic. It can't be, I'm just trying to get numbers to my Bible study, so please stay, right? <laughs> or I'm just trying to get young faces in the pews, so please stay. I'm going to play hip music, you know? It, again, being authentic. So I think those three things have lacked and are not present or or don't have the right um, resources dedicated to them to thrive. Because again, I think that is the bread and butter of just, a, not even for young adults, in general, for all community, just to be a good community, a fruitful community. I, I also think that those of us who work with young people or are like yourself, you are young, we have to champion them. We have to, to, to the older adults or to the, the more mature group, it, it is, it, if there's something, not something in the parish for everyone in some way, then, then we're failing because some people will come wherever they are. Maybe it's a divorced and separated Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's, uh, the LGBTQ people that, that cannot, do not feel welcomed in our parish. All of that. If there's not something that draws them in and says, you are, a child of God, and we value who you are, and we'll walk with you, we'll accompany you. They're not going to be back. They're going to walk away. And I think, I think those instances, that's where the rise of spirituality, but not religious, is coming from. Mm-hmm. That separation from organized religion, right. because they've experienced these things, right? yep. they've suffered these things. Um, uh, uh, in 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 uh, the art of accompaniment. Um, we read that it isn't enough to sit back in our parishes and wait for people to come to us. It says, here, 
and I think this goes to what your point you were saying here. Too many have felt the sting of our judgments in the past. Too many the pain of rejection. And I think because of that, people are no longer religious. Spirituality it becomes a lot more attractive now, right? Uh, spirituality is about relationships. And it says relationships with oneself, others, nature, and the divine. So that spirituality sounds, uh, like it says, relationship with oneself. That now maybe I don't need others so much, right? Spirituality is just about me and and what I define and divine or mm-hmm. the God or whatever it might be. But I think that comes about because of what we said, the pain of rejection, right? Right. right. Uh, that's what happens. So these communities that we do not make them feel welcome, heard, understood, where we don't build with them the platform. I, I've been saying we need to build a platform for them, but it's not that. We need to build it with them. Right. And that's where the opportunities come with. So when they don't feel welcome, when they don't have that platform, then I think that's where you get to sp- the rise of spirituality. Well, I don't, I don't trust you guys, but I, I do believe there's a God, and I'm going to look down the spirituality path because it's about me, right, and a few others that I want to be a part of. But spirituality is not... I know what you're saying, mm-hmm. but spirituality is not divorce of, of religion. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes, religion is divorced itself from any kind of spirituality. Yes, and I, I completely agree with that because I look at that spirituality out there, and like I'm spiritual but not religious. And I said, I, I, you can't be. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think you can be. Um, and maybe, maybe I need to speak to somebody who identifies that way to understand. But as for me, is there is no spirituality if there is no religion. Uh, you know, so, so much comes from there, the roots of what that is, right? Or you, I, I, I go back to the Holy Spirit, you know, came down and when Paul was, you know, going about doing his thing, you know, oftentimes the Spirit came down upon a household mm-hmm. way before they knew anything about being a follower of the way. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, you know, God draws us here. What, the people who come and want to be a part of us, God is already drawing them. They have a spiritual life. It should lead to a community. It should lead to ritual. It should lead to... Authentic accompaniment. Authentic accompaniment, say. authentic religion. Oh, Yes. Yes. And maybe that's where I'm struggling. Yeah. Maybe the definition yeah. of, of what it that is. It isn't the institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know. But it's the distortion that's that's occurred. And that's, unfortunately, that's what young people have been experiencing. Right. And if that distortion is their definition of religion, then of course they're going to walk away. Right? Yeah. And, and, and we are to blame, we the church, because we are one community, right. we're a global community. So we have to work with this together in one front. And being transparent and understanding, we've messed up. This is this is distorted, and we, and we need to fix this because this is not right. what we are. Or called we need to, be. to open ourselves to let God fix it in us, in the church, in individuals, and 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 let and and to move and because they will be attracted. We have to be these strange attractors that just you know why would they come here? Why would they mm, see yeah. this? What what are they looking for? You know. The, Charles Foster, uh, in the course uh, in the material that we read, he gave us uh, three congregational practices, three you know parish practices, and this I really like this because it just generated a lot of ideas to to work with here. It's hospitality, right? Of course, I love it, like it already. Celebration, mm-hmm. and that's being true, authentic celebration, intergenerational celebration where everybody's included, right. okay? And then conversation. 
everybody's right. involved in a conversation, in a dialogue, right? So I love these three points uh, because for me, then I started thinking, well, that's in, in there, that's including true being in, intentional, mm-hmm. being true with your intentions, mm-hmm. uh, creating opportunities for others. A true, like we've been saying, true accompaniment. Hosp- hospitality is in there. So that, for me, I can't say that enough. We must be hospitable. <coughs> invest money, invest resources to getting donuts and not donut holes, <laughs> right? <laughs> to, to printing in color and not black and white. Right. To gr- putting graphics to your website. That, those part of things are being hospitable, especially to young people. If you look at our right. Google Analytics, which I, I run the, with a couple of other people, we run the website here, but I received the Google Analytics. Our percentages of how many people encounter us online is off the charts, you know? So if we don't put resources there, right? So that, that's being hospitable too. That is a part of hospitality. But that Google <laughs> page or the, the online has to be matched or we have to yes. match what we mm-hmm. say or what we put out there. We can have the bells and whistles yep, yep, yep. and all that stuff and never even say hello to somebody who walks across the door. And that's where the intentionality comes in. Right. 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 So, so these things, I think, are, are the solutions to having these things. The solutions to creating community, a solution mm-hmm. to being inviting, mm-hmm. uh, a solution to, to bring God uh, to not just our communities, but... To, or to see God in the community. To see God. To see God. I like that better. To see God. I, I can't bring God anywhere. No, no, no. Um, yeah, you can't bring God anywhere because, you know, God's already there. Meet God. You've got to meet God. There. And be delighted to meet Him. And, and see, that, that idea, that, 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 that um, what, what do we call that? That vision, right, <laughs> needs to be um, introduced. Because you got there with experience you know we can't expect young people just to turn it on on the light switch or anybody to no. turn it on slight so to, to the fact that you got to that point sister to, that's beautiful i love that it's it's a series of steps mm-hmm. that must be taken to mm-hmm. get to that point and i think many times as young people we feel the pressure to just jump all these steps and be there to understand right, right. oh then if if, I, if i'm going to be catholic then i need to be like my grandma catholic Right. Or the, the nun or the priest that taught me yeah. in school Catholic. Right. And, and I think we forget that, no, you need to walk these paths. And I think that's where the authentic um, encounters need to be. To, because I think, sister, that's one of the greatest things about you is you are authentic. You talk about your fail, where you fail <laughs> all the time. Right. And they see, wow, she's well, there's human. There's a lot of times. <laughs> that's a lot of times. That's another podcast. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and they see, wow, this person is human. Right. This person. Right. And I, I myself, my, my theology of ministry, if you will, is, is that as well. It's being as transparent as possible. Because I believe for young people, we just think of religion as something high and mighty. That's something super mystical way up here, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-mm. If we look at the example of Jesus, it is always personal. And it is getting dirty, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what we need to do. And that's what we need to be. For younger people to be the example, right? Right, because then they'll see it. Right. Uh, like we've been saying, the adults in our lives have influenced us over us, whether we like it or not. Right, right, and and we have tremendous responsibility, especially as as uh, pastoral workers, you and exactly. I, sister, to to set that example. Exactly. But that's what everyone's called to do, not just us. That's right, and and we have to encourage the the more senior members of our group, that that, that pew, you know, we, we don't 
we don't buy chairs or pews or slots in church. You can move over and let somebody in. You don't, you know, and that's what we have to do, you know, is to really invite them in. And, um, and I'll say, I jump off on that, sister. We must invite them in, but we also must meet them where they are. Right. All right, Pope Francis. Exactly. Well, we can invite them in when we meet them where they are. That's right. right. That's, that's, that's what it right. is. I can, send you, I can go meet you at your house and give you the invitation. And exactly. that's meeting you where you are. Exactly. And inviting you in, right? Right. Uh, but that, I, Pope Francis, I love that. And that's, that's bread and butter for me right now. We must meet them where they're at. Right. So if they're coming in with pink hair and a hoodie, or whatever, that doesn't matter. No. You know, God doesn't matter, right? But you're right because people, and I've seen that firsthand, they point out to them, uh, you shouldn't be showing skin. Or you shouldn't be wearing, oh, yeah. you need to dress better or something. What, is, what does that do to people? Then you don't accept me as I am. That's right. Then that's you right. have not met me where you are, right? Or where, where, where I am. And that hurts. And again, if they feel that pain of rejection, they're gone. Right. Because they're not going to, if they're going to, if they're going to make this difficult for me, I think this is the young people say, if they're making this so difficult for me, then I'm not going. Right. Yeah. Because everything they hear about God and Jesus is, is, is honestly, it's simple. Right, the teaching of God is simple: love me and love each other. Right, right, and and I think that's that really uh, that has been um, accepted by young people. Yeah, and you see that, and and it's it's all about spirituality and it's loving others and doing this, and you see that, and they right. want to do that. Right. but if they're running into obstacles over and over again, if people are condescending, speaking down to them, if if they're being asked to volunteer, this is another example where I see a lot volunteer, but volunteer in the way I want you to. Exactly. Right. Come and join us, but sit in the corner and just be the token young person. Right. Right. Uh, this from Dr. Dory Baker. I love this. Says for the young people is basically saying, "Don't be my savior. Be my companion." Well, I'm not Dr. Dory, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the version that was spoken to me a long, long, long time ago. One of my dear friends was watching me do something or with young people and everything, and afterwards she said, "Hey, Kathy, you know." you're not their savior. Get down off that cross. Uh, There's one savior, and you just have to be you, you know. And so it's not like we're going to save them. They they are already saved. We have to just walk that journey with them, you know. Now, thank God this was a a good enough friend that that wasn't, you know, gosh, I'm never going to talk to them. (laughs) But, um, you know, it it, 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 we do have to have to do that. Uh, Yeah. No, and it, it, it's, it's again all these things that we've pointed out. They're a series of steps, mm-hmm. so we must be patient. We must right. take the time. We must accompany them, however that, however that long that may be. Right, and we need to accept that. Right, right, and to really enjoy being with them. Um, yeah, delighting. They, yes, I mean, they, they just they breathe life into me. They, they are trying to breathe life into our church, and the church doesn't know they're on life support. So, you know. Uh, it, yeah, no, 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 you're right. I think Pope Francis is doing a great job. Uh, I think people like yourself, sister, are doing a fantastic job of encouraging well, you young too. people and bringing them. Thank you. Um, but I want to say to you and to young people your age, don't, you know, there's a little quote a long time that I heard ago. I heard, if you want to lose your faith, work for the church. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> don't give up on us. Get, get, come, you know, stay with us and, and, and call us out of our complacency and, and lack of energy to move forward yeah. and greet people yeah. and walk with people. Amen. Amen. Uh, 
if, if you have some thoughts, if you'd like to contribute, I'd, I'd love to hear what, what you think of what you've seen, what you've experienced as a young person and encountering other young people. Um, again, this is a community where this conversation, this dialogue needs to be had, mm-hmm. right? At your local parish, at your local worship place. Um, because, surprise, we're not just called to accompany our own people, right? Yeah, we're, right. we're called to accompany everyone, yeah. wherever they may be. Um, so thank you so much for joining uh, I hopefully this doesn't discourage you because there's moments I looking back now I was like wow you know it we 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 pointed out some failings of the church and of ourselves but we know that religion um, religion gives us a framework right. for our experiences right. and we all have experiences at every age right. we never stop right growing in our faith growing in love growing in experiences is never there's never an end point right and, and so within the framework of our religion, within the Catholic Church, we can all thrive, we can all learn, we can all delight in each right. other together. Right. right. The very last thing I'd like to say is, long time ago someone said to me, uh, you have been grasped by God in and through the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Make sure you plumb the depths of this church yeah. the depths mm-hmm. of the message because that's how god first attracted you mm-hmm. don't forget your roots don't forget yeah. your roots right uh, amen well thank you hey, so thanks. much everyone to, yes, thank to, you. to listening I, I hope you guys can reach out and we'll uh, continue this dialogue sister kathleen thank you so much thank you edgar bye bye